This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. Larson takes the lead away from Bowman. Under six laps to go, but Bowman putting pressure back on the 42. He's there. He's got it. He's going to be on the they side hit. Draft. He takes the lead away as he goes to the bottom of the racetrack. Working his way through the final turn. Alex oh, Bowman will win at Chicago. Thank you guys so much. Damn, Greg Oz, you are the man. That's all I've wanted my whole life, you know? I feel like this is a lot of validation for a lot of people that said we couldn't do this. Everybody can stop giving me crap. We finally did it. Well, welcome to NASCAR America. Steve Letarte here with Jeff Burton and Dale Jarrett. Guys, is there anything like a first win? Oh, it's awesome. It's yeah. something you'll never forget. Uh, it's a great feeling. And I thought it was funny what he said right there. Y'all can quit giving me crap because I did it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, and that's really what it feels like, right? You validated it to yourself, yeah. but... You know, all you other people out there, just shut up. I yeah. can't do this. I'll go ahead and tell them there'll be plenty more coming along, though, because <laughs> when you don't win for a while after yes. that. But let's enjoy this one. That so impressive in so many different ways. Uh, you know, the Chevrolets haven't been all that good. Hendrick Motorsports hasn't been all that good this year. And for this young man to go and take this race, look like he had it well in hand, got passed, and then came back, had it in him to know exactly what to do to grab the lead back and, and go win. So I'll be the first to admit that if you said, hey, who's the next guy to go to victory lane that hasn't won this year, I'd be thinking Kevin Harvick, maybe even Kyle Larson, the guy that was yeah. in that picture. Uh, well, shame on me. The numbers would say, why not Alex Bowman, right? Had that run of second place finishes, yeah. continue to improve. And that's what I think I appreciate the most is this is a young man that it's documented, right? Like while he's been driving at Hendry Motorsports, that's not where his racing career started, right? He, he has run at the back of the cup field in lower budget teams, kept grinding, found a way, took a year off from driving to be a test driver for HMS, grinds through all of that, sits down, it's paired up with Greg Ives, they put a good season together, and they'll top it off with, it has to be his highlight, winning a race. And, and winning it in what was dominating fashion late. I mean, all weekend long, there was conversation about the 88. I yeah. struggled to believe just because I hadn't seen practice this right. year, all these different things. But that 88 was good on Saturday. Friday, yeah, both days. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He showed exactly that, that his car was good. Had some speed to it, but, but was really good as he got out around other cars. And I think that was the impressive thing is what he was able to do. And he showed that he could utilize. He really liked the bottom of the racetrack, but when he needed to go to the top and either keep someone from gaining on him or whatever he needed to do. And, and you know, there's another pretty impressive thing about him. I haven't asked this question. I'm sure the people that get all of our answers for us, but now that makes him, he has finished 
in every position <laughs> in his career. And I think, what, 154 races, I believe that I saw? It, so he's finished one through 43. I'd have to say that's the quickest anybody has ever finished <laughs> in every spot throughout a career. But, you know, it hasn't always been smooth and easy. And yesterday wasn't easy, but he's he understands how to handle difficult situations. And, 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 and kudos to him for never quitting, yep. for never giving up. And you and I both know, you know, too, that this is a very tough business. And, and there is someone at the door every single day, every single minute wanting your job. Yep. And you're, they're, they're all, you're always going to be questioned. You're always going to have, you know, people are always going to put that pressure on you. And he has found a way to withstand that. And even when he wasn't racing, he was still working at Hendrick. He was still digging in the simulator. He was still doing everything he could do to try to make his dream happen. Yeah. And and these things don't happen overnight. It's easy, there's a few people that have come in and it's happened overnight for, but the most people, it, it doesn't. And and the the ability for Hendrick Motorsports to, to see the talent in Alex Bowman and ultimately give him that opportunity, not just say, well, you know, you're not gonna give you a chance. You. These young drivers that have a lot of talent, they still have to have time yes, to make yeah. it happen. How long yeah. did it take you to win your first race? A long time, yeah. You're, you're a Hall of Famer. It took me uh, four years in the Cup Series before I won a race. And, and yeah. I, I mean, you, you, the expectation for people to just go out and light it up right now yeah. is unrealistic. Well, yeah. two things I want to touch on first is I'm going to call him out a little bit in victory lane. He said, you know, I haven't changed anything, and I know what he means about how he's driving. But he has changed one thing. And when you look at him, just personally, when you walk up and see him, He's leaner than I've ever seen. His effort in the gym is showing up. He looks like a different guy. His commitment is there. But the other thing is you talk about the pressure. Think about this pressure. Not only took over for Dale Hart Jr., that's one story. But then Nationwide comes out just a few weeks ago and says, you know what, we're going to opt out. We're going to, you know, for yeah. business reasons, not a competition issue, but business reasons, we're opting out. Rick Hendrick's the master of selling, but you got to give him some tools in the toolbox. I think Alex Bowman has filled his toolbox, right? He can now, you, you know, I'm not, I don't know if it saved his job, if it saved his spawn. We don't know. We will never know. Yeah. But good for him at the biggest stage where perhaps the most pressure, giving Rick Hendrick something to go sell. Yeah, and not to take away anything from anybody that's ever just won a race at Daytona or Talladega, but which is totally different type of racing. He did it on a very difficult racetrack against one of the best in the business in Kyle Larson, uh, and, and making all of that happen. And you know, when before Harvick had some issues, he was there battling him. Uh, and so he did it in the right way. And so when you look and see someone be able to handle that type of situation, this is someone that you want in your camp. Uh, you know, and, and he made that commitment. You spoke about that year that he took, Jeff, and didn't, didn't take other opportunities that were out there. He waited for his opportunity by doing the right things at Hendrick Motorsports. And now uh, he's sat in there for a little while, I believe. Well, he's always been an accessible driver. And a few weeks back, he sat down with our Martin Snyder on Splash and Go. <laughs> All right, so NASCAR America weekdays, 5 p.m. Eastern. Now, you promise you're going to come on when you win, right, on a Monday? Yeah, on All a right. Monday. The Monday show, you got to be on NASCAR America if you win. I'm going to be hungover. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. He's got a built-in excuse, but maybe soon that win coming for Alex Bowman. We'll get him on NASCAR America. Don't worry. All right, I like a man of his word. So with us, <laughs> my man, Alex Bowen. Alex, first, congratulations. I hope you feel awful. I hope it was a long <laughs> night and you celebrated. You deserve it, buddy. Yeah, um, I feel terrible. <laughs> uh, just trying to hold the phone out in front of me right now. I'm like, I'm sweating. The phone's heavy. Never knew iPhone was so heavy. But uh, no, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. I got to watch the sunrise with my friends, which I haven't done that in a long time. I got about 45 minutes of sleep. 
and then have, have been doing this. So it's it's been a good time. So Alex, let's let's get right to it, man. Because you know, let's keep this as short as we can for you. But <laughs> when 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 you got fast, like all all of us in the booth thought it was over. There's no way that he's going to go and be able to get him back. How did you do that, man? I know you said in victory lane you just weren't going to finish second again. But what did you do specifically to go back and pass him? Uh, just decided that we were going to crash or win. I mean, it was we kind of just went for it. Um, hung it out really far. I don't know why Kyle ran the middle there in, uh, in one and two when he did, and we were able to get inside of him, but um, really committed to running the top and, and trying to make speed up there in one and two and decided if we were going to right side it, it, it was what it was. So um, really, really glad that it paid off, obviously, and had a great race car. We were just a little too loose and kind of burnt my right rear off, and Kyle caught us, but uh, it was a lot of fun getting to race him. I think it made it a little more special just getting to race a guy that's as talented as Kyle Larson is for a win like that um, when you're up against the fence. It, it was pretty neat. Hey, Alex, uh, congratulations. A great drive and, and great job of doing that, uh, making the pass back. I think that was the most impressive thing. And I'll tell you, too, not only do you learn to win uh, after you run set, you'll learn how to party to a certain uh, extent, too, and you'll feel a little bit better the next time you win. But, hey, I want to talk about Saturday and your race car. Did, did you know, because I talked to a lot of people and they were pointing to you, did you know that you had a car that was going to give you that opportunity on Saturday? Um. You know, we thought so. It was a track that we had circled on our calendar for sure with as good as we were at Kansas. And we brought the same car to Chicago that we ran second with at Kansas. So we knew we were going to be strong there. Um, the race car didn't drive very well on, on Saturday. We were kind of in an odd box that I was too tight to run the bottom and too free to run the top. So um, kind of hard to make a decision of what direction we needed to go with it from there. And uh, decided to, to keep freeing it up and we still started the race too tight but um, you know it, it was an odd box to have in a race car that that was that fast but uh, it, it obviously was really good hey I want to go back listen it's been well documented it's been a journey right this isn't the first ride you've had you started in the cup series lost a ride ended up at Hendrick Motorsports as a test driver and then you know worked your way all the way up to taking over this ride for Dan Earnhardt Jr. Just explain to the fans what it meant to, to, to drive in the mud, get the car stuck, which was totally acceptable and awesome, and stand there looking at a crowd, holding a checkered flag, being a cup winner. Yeah, it's, uh, it's just really special. And to get to share, share it with a great group of guys on the 88 car, um, it, it just means a lot, you know, especially to, uh, to have Dale in the booth calling that race. And, and obviously, I, I wouldn't be at this point in my career without all his help and support. Um, there were a lot of things that made it really special. And like I've said before, it's all I've wanted in my entire life is, is to win a cup race. And that, that's just really cool. So, um, you know, we got to go get a bunch more of them and, and try to go win a championship now. But I uh, feel like we finally got the monkey off our back and can go win a bunch more. Well, that's kind of where I was going. So you mentioned the monkey off your back. I think it's not just you, but the company, Hendrick Motorsports, down here. Yeah. You know, there was a win at Talladega, but this is a Chicagoland, mile and a half, low grip racetrack. I mean, this is what the series is built on, to go there, to see the whole organization better, but to deliver that trophy. I've been fortunate enough to do it to Mr. Hendrick. There's nothing better. What was it like when he uh, called you on the phone there in Victory Lane? Yeah, that was really cool. It was kind of weird. They were trying to get me out of the car at the same time, and I almost had to hang up on Mr. Hendrick, which is never a good thing. And I've been doing 
doing some interviews here for a little while and he called me and I couldn't answer because I was on the phone doing an interview. So um, I got to call him back and actually get to talk to him. But it's just so cool. Um, you know, the way my career went, I never thought I'd be driving for Hendrick Motorsports. And uh, just to get to walk in and see my name on a car there is really special. But um, to uh, to get to win a race for them is, is amazing. And um, I wouldn't want to go anywhere else. I'll give you a little hint. This win was very popular. They all won't be because you keep winning. You're not going to get a lot of those great texts from your competitors. They're not going to come see you in victory lane. Uh, and I expect a lot more wins for you for sure. Yeah. Hey, I, I want to ask you about it as we documented there of, of the struggles, but it, this is an opportunity that you can talk about to, to other young drivers coming along that have aspirations and the difficulties. But uh, how did you keep yourself focused and uh, staying positive to know that you could do this being put in the right situation? Yeah, that's a good question. I feel like I probably didn't do as, as good of a job at it as it seemed at times. Uh, it's really hard to stay positive, especially, I mean, I feel like some people do a really good job of it. Like um, you look at a guy like Matt Benedetto that, that has some great days, but you always see him smiling at the racetrack and he's always happy. And um, when I was in some of those situations, I don't think I was smiling very often and, and having very much fun. And I kind of wear my emotions on my sleeve. So um, when things aren't going well, I, 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 you typically can tell. So um, just try to keep working hard and, it's a crazy set of circumstances for, for everything to kind of work out the way it did to, to end up here at HMS, but um, just kept working hard and, and never gave up. Um, you know, it, I feel like those, those cup rides that I had really prepared me for the, the opportunity that I got to fill in and to shine then and, and turn that into a full-time ride. So uh, never giving up is the biggest thing. You know, it's, uh, it's easy to do sometimes, but you just got to keep digging. Alex, I hate to do this to you, but it is a what have you done for me lately sport, and that race was yesterday. So what about, <laughs> what about going forward? Nine races left in the regular season. Uh, what do you guys think you need to do to be better moving into the playoffs? Yeah, you know, I, I think there are some racetracks that, uh, that we need to work on. Obviously, our intermediate program is super strong. Um, going back to the Roval is going to be interesting. Um, Dover is going to be really good for us. Our Speedway stuff's really good. I think um, the biggest struggle for us this year is, is really seemed like our short track program is just a little bit off. So I uh, need to work on that for, for some of the short tracks in the playoffs. But other than that, I think a lot of the racetracks really suit us. Um, Homestead's a, a place that I still have to figure out a little bit. I feel like I'm not super comfortable there, but um, just got to keep working at it. And if we get to Homestead, that'd be a, a heck of a good time. But um, we're going to go as far as we can and uh, hopefully win a lot more races along the way. All right. Is there a best safe for TV story from last night? I mean, is there something we can hear about what happened? We saw that you went to the sun up, which is an A plus move. What happened? I got a good one for you. Have you guys ever seen the movie Super Troopers? Uh, yes, I have seen it. So you know where they chug maple syrup? Oh, no. I'm concerned where you're going here. There was a maple syrup chugging contest for $300. Oh. That was epic. I wish I could share the videos of it on, on social media. It was amazing. Highlight of the night by far was the, uh, the maple syrup chugging contest. 
Well, for the people that don't know, they need to follow Alex on social media. It's great. I follow you on social media, so I heard somebody sent you some chicken nuggets and some fries to maybe help you with that all-night party. Alex, we can't thank you enough, man. Congratulations. A great run on Sunday. First class to join us here on Monday. We really appreciate it, man. Great luck. Like Jeff said, you're in the playoffs. It's going to be a fun summer to watch. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Congrats, man. Yeah, congratulations. Man, is that not cool? that the race winner comes in. But we still got a lot of NASCAR. Here's what's up on today's show. We'll go through the field and get reactions from the major players in Sunday race, including Jimmy Johnson. And one of the guys here on the set has a bold prediction to make it involve one of Alex Bowman's teammates. And we have some special shout outs from this past weekend. You think Daniel's amigos will make the cut? in the 20. He got a big push from the 37 of Busher. Here comes the 78 once again. Eric Jones has won at Daytona. <laughs> Career defining night for that kid. His first win at Daytona. Oh boy. How about that race, boys and girls? Just a win for bullets all across <laughs> the country. It's hard to beat a good mullet, and it's hard to beat a good month of July in racing. Daytona, Kentucky, New Hampshire, Pocono, it's going to be a blast. Just remember, Daytona, 400 miles of heart-pounding action on NBC, 7 Eastern. Man, it was fun to be in the booth in Chicago. I can't wait to get to the World Center of Speed. I mean, is there anything oh, yeah. like Daytona, 4th of July? No, no. No, it's just hard. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're there in February or in July. Uh, yeah. But it is a special place, though, being there in July for sure. And this uh, this package that they ran at Talladega. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Yeah. That look was awesome. That was the driver look of awesome is what that was. was. Crazy race at Talladega. I'm yes. so intrigued to see how it works at Daytona. I just think it's going to be, it has all the recipe. With You look at the points where they are today. You mm -hmm. look at how many people need to win. I just, I just have been pointing to Daytona for weeks, and I think it's going to be a crazy race. Well, Daytona's the unknown. Let's make some predictions. July 1st, we have a month yep. coming up. We know it. It's nine races of the playoffs. Alex Bowman kind of set us down this path. Like, hey, what could happen? This could happen. I could win. What mm -hmm. else? you have any bold predictions for the upcoming month? I do. I think he has a Hendrick Motorsports teammate that wins at, in July, this Saturday night at Daytona, and that gets his first win. That's William Byron. I really believe I've seen him run these play races, and uh, I think he's ready to get it to the front. No strategies played. He's going to be there at the end. 24 back to victory lane at wow. Daytona yes. under the lights. That would be big. Yeah. That would be big. That got qualifying figured out for sure. I mean, he continues yes. to qualify excellent and had a great race, just not a bunch of great restarts this weekend. He, Yeah, yeah. That's He's been putting himself in position, and, and he was in position at times this weekend. So I'm glad you said that because mine – you would help my prediction. I think we're oh. going to have two new 2019 winners. In oh. two? Yes, not first-time winners. Yeah, but two, yes. new winners. Yes. two new winners. So you're talking you got to have a Harvick and a right. somebody? Yeah. But you just went over the schedule, right? You went over who, you mm -hmm. know, the, all the different types of racetracks we're going to, and Daytona being one of them. Uh, I think there's an opportunity to get another, you know, William Byron mm -hmm. this weekend, and I think there's an opportunity for another guy. So I think – we go into August with two more winners uh, that help fill out the, the playoff round. You didn't think I was going to let you off the hook that easy, did you? Come on, if we're going to have two more, can I get a couple names? 
Are you going to piggyback Byron? Or I, you got oh, a couple other it, names? No, I said it I, when we were talking earlier. I, think yeah. I, I look at the four car and I see them having speed. That, yeah, the yeah. four car, we're starting to see that four car speed. They're not having things go their way. Speed fixes all. Eventually, mm -hmm. that'll work. They'll, I think they'll, they're right around the corner for winning a race. So I think this is as bold a prediction as you can make. No more weather at the racetrack. I saw enough at Chicago. I appreciate your help for all the rain filled. <laughs> Jeff and I got a little break. But that storm in Chicago was nuts. I'm talking not just the rain, but the wind. It wasn't just gusty. It was sustained winds. Uh, my prediction is that's it. We're going to be dry through the summer months. None of that Daytona. And I got another big follow-up prediction. My home, the Peacock Pit Box, will be back. I think we can get it rebuilt, get it refurbished. <laughs> Gonna have Are to have a few new furnishings. Did you see that? <laughs> oh, it's gonna be better than new. Oh, well, I'm glad that we've gotten the first yep, time. The last time I saw it, there were electronics hanging from the <laughs> oh, display back was, and forth. Did not look end. good. We were no. getting we were getting some notes during the race about the condition of the pit box. They weren't very favorable. I know. I know. Hey, listen, we could go three for three. So listen, to be right, you looked you looked at those four places that were going right. I'm Not feeling just good. the tracks. I'm, I'm talking good. about the, the regions of the country. And DW in... tells me it's the vortex and positive theory. <laughs> so I'm sticking with the positive. Okay. Hey, listen. All right. If Byron wins in Daytona and I'm sitting on the pit box, we're all going to look like geniuses. They'll all come through all at once. <laughs> but coming up, guys, we're going to go through the field and talk about some of the winners and the losers from Sunday's race at Chicagoland. was going to happen. He, he wants to get me a little excited there at the end and you know we were in a situation at Kansas where I think he learned a little bit of something that never give up. He did a good job. Uh, he did a good job regrouping and, and figuring out how to make his car drive better and uh, got the win. So cool to uh, see him get the win there. Um, would have liked for him to have to wait another week or so but um, happy for him. Um, he's an open wheel guy so cool to see. It was a battle out there. Just a crazy um uh, the restarts are insane uh, you know your three four wide cars are all over the place we were running in 12th to 13th most of the race and then uh, we got the shell penzo mustang quite a bit better uh to, to get a top three so um it's hard to say i'm happy with that but all things considered we'll take it wish we would have won that first stage i was right there and i needed one more lap you know i think the car in front of me didn't have tires and we did and something happened and the yellow came out before the stage but uh on all like you said a, a good day i'm happy for alex bowman and that team that they've uh been really fast and uh, you know if one of our Penske cars couldn't get it I'm, I'm glad for him. The way some of those restarts unfolded the 88 had a great opportunity with with the draft and worked it very well and got to the lead and once he had that control there was really no taking it from him so I'm uh, extremely happy for Hendrick Motorsports can't wait to see Alex and congratulate him and then uh, this 48 team smiling just good, just good night. Well, guys, Sunday at Chicagoland was just a great day for Hendrick Motorsports. Bowman getting his first ever win. Jimmy Johnson had one of the best runs in the entire year. And even William Byron got bounced around a little bit, but finished inside the top 10. We talk winners and losers. HMS has to be the first winner of the group. No question. I yeah. mean, you know, we've, we have been on Hendrick Motorsports for a long time about not having success. They have been 
the, the team that everybody compares themselves to because of their success. But over the last couple of years, that's gone away. And, uh, but on Sunday, they all ran well. They all had a legitimate shot to, to, to run very, very well. The nine car up and down. He, the nine was horrible at the start of the race. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, he came out of nowhere. So a very, very good day for Henry Motorsports. Yeah, they, they performed at a very high level. And that's what you're looking for is they, they had speed and their cars hung on really well. And, and uh, I, I think for Jimmy Johnson in particular, that, that was an important day for him to, to go. You know, this is a track, one of the few that he hasn't won a race on. And for him to go there and with this rules package, he hasn't performed as well on the, the bigger tracks uh, with this because they haven't given him a car to do that. And he showed that he's ready for the challenge whenever he has the equipment to get it done. Huge day for that, that organization and for Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, Jimmy Johnson, a fourth. You might think a fourth is crazy, but... It might be the most important fourth ever because we have no idea what the springboard's going to be. I mean, Alex Bowman had a few seconds, ended up a winner. I made a big deal when he took the lead early because it was a big deal. And if Jimmy Johnson continues forward, I think that uh, we can circle Chicagoland as the moment where it all kind of changed. But, guys, we talk winners and losers. William Byron, is it safe to say he was a little bit of both, a winner and a loser? Good car, good run. But, Jeff, there were some restarts where it did not go right for William Byron. Yeah, he flew up to the front of the pack from starting in the back. But then once he got in that position where he could have kind of controlled the race, had a couple restarts that just didn't work out for him. The first one, uh, you know, I, I just didn't think he did as good of a job as he needed to. But this is hard, isn't it, DJ? It's it's not easy yeah. to do these restarts. No, it's not. And as a young driver, until you get in this position a number of times, you really don't know how much you can push the issue and exactly what you have to do. And, and with this rules package, uh, he just made a mistake there. You open the door and you can't do that. He's doubly in mistake now because yeah. now he has the 42 on the inside and the 3 to the outside that let the sad music start playing because you're going backwards. Yeah, that early mistake of not blocking Kyle Larson, and if you're going to give him a lane, don't give him the lane you gave him, that put him now where he's in the back of this mess. So one small mistake, and then it just seems to compound, especially with this rules package. Yeah, and, and, and I think when you have a bad restart like this, I think it just puts pressure on you to have other good ones. So we saw it again later in the race. Now this one... I don't think it was as much his fault. He had another restart. He was on the inside lane. Got a pretty good start here. You see him back there, the fourth car on the inside. They accelerate through. You commented you like he hung back a little bit, thought yeah. he was going to time it. Did a great job coming back. And now where, look where he is right now, entering the corner. He's closed up. He's where he needs to be on the 19. I think the launch is really good. Did everything he could have done. He's really in good position right here. But this race in the day, you and your spotter have to be working together. This run with the 17, right now, you got to be thinking block, block, block. I cannot let this 17 get a run on me. 17's next to him. That puts a ton of drag on your car, slows your car down. See the 88 driving away from him. Now he's lost his forward momentum. Mm -hmm. And now they're starting to come from behind him, and that's when bad things happen. Yeah, yeah and then worse things happen here. So, you know, he gets put in a situation there. But you're exactly right. There's no out of bounds here. So that white line meant nothing down there. You have to block all the way to that point, uh, and, and he failed to do that. And, again, if that's communication with his father, they've got to work that out better. If, if they're – I didn't even think about that until we were here talking about this, and I've made my prediction about Daytona, where the spotter is uh, of – utmost importance hey, uh, of getting the things done. I'll give you a little tip to your cap, though. I bet we're not the only one looking at that tape. Because Chad yeah. Knauss, he saw those same yeah. restarts. And if, if I look at, not if I know him, I know him. I work with him for years. I have a little meeting, I bet. Yeah. A little spotter, driver, okay, what do we do? No one's at fault, but how are we going to get better? So, But you know what? It's okay. I mean, I, I, right? So, so William Byron is exceptionally talented for his age. It's okay yeah. to, to, to put yourself in position, to put yourself in position to win a race 
and then not do everything just right. As long as you're willing to go back and learn and execute it. Yes. There's one thing we all know about William Byron. He is a student of the sport. Yeah. Yeah. He is going to study. No one's going to outwork him. William Byron's going to be fine. It, he's, I guarantee you his feelings are hurt today yeah. and last night about it. And, and those, those will be things that motivate him in the future. And he's going to be fine. We can't we can't just say, "Wow, look at Alex Bowman, how great he is," without recognizing the failures along the way. Yeah, right. And look Those where he was. Happen. He's in the front. This yeah. is all right. happening exactly. at the front. Remember, we were, just a couple of years ago, we were having this same conversation about Chase Elliott and yeah. couldn't yeah. get the job done great on point. the restarts, losing positions, and it's even more difficult now with these cars going. Ever, I mean, it's a Daytona Talladega type restart every single time that that you line up to do this. So there's a lot going on and. I'm sure, as you said, very smart young man. He's going to learn from that oh, yeah. and be better the next time he's in that situation. You mentioned hurt feelings. We're going to flip to the loser category, and there's some hurt feelings <laughs> in Stuart Haas racing for both Clint Boyer and Kevin Harvick. Clint Boyer um, came in reasonably solidly into the playoffs, left right on the cut line yeah. because of a flat tire that turned into an issue, and it just, I mean, it went downhill quickly for Clint Boyer. I have concerns about the 14 and the pressure of the playoffs. This is not what they needed, Joe. Yeah, Clint and I was talking three or four weeks ago when we were talking about the big picture, where everybody was, and you know, he made the comment, listen, no problem making the playoffs. Like, we're going to make the playoffs. It's having enough points. Not so fast, mm. right? I mean, yeah. this is – I think they will make the playoffs, but the, the bad, run, bad run they've had the last few weeks has put them in a bad position. Yeah, there's no doubt that that they're going to have to right this ship quickly. Uh, you know, and they're going to a difficult place where anything and everything usually does happen. So uh, if he can find him th a way to get through Daytona, it won't be quite as much pressure as he goes to some of. The, obviously, uh, New Hampshire is a place that he's won in the past. So, but but they've got some work to do there to even get Clint Boyer in a position to be able to talk about winning. And and obviously, that solves all the problems of points. Well, you talk about winning. You seem to be thinking Kevin Harvick's trending up, and I understand why. Speed, I saw it all weekend long as well. But is the trend going to continue when the execution's not there? And, and I'm not pointing at Kevin. I'm, I'm not sure how he got in the wall. Obviously, the car jumped out from underneath him there at one point at Chicagoland. But it's been the pit crew. It's been, you name it, it's happened to the four car. Not a good run at Chicagoland because of that accident. You know, damaged the car, put him behind. You think they can trend up from here? I do. I, I, I think that it, I think that, you, we've all been part of this where you just go through these moments where this something happens every single race, and that seems to be where they are. But again, speed, speed drives the ship. And yeah. with speed, you can make things happen. And you can overcome some problems with enough speed. So I, I do. I, I consider you know, what they did. They, they ran very well at Chicago. They got to execute and finish. But, but again, speed's there. They're going to be okay. Yeah, there, there's still work to do, though. I, yes. believe, I believe that that the drivers are at times from there because they haven't had that speed before. They, they've had to overdrive the cars a little bit, and, and so between the fact of making mistakes when you over have to overdrive sometimes, and then you're you're making the tires mad by overdriving it a lot too, and having to do things to to try to find some speed and put yourself in position for things to happen. Well, we're talking about Stuart Haas. You know, as these things are happening with having bad finishes and not things going well, there's a kid in the Xfinity Series is winning races. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
and beating that, Joey Logano. And right. that adds to the pressure mm-hmm. of trying. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's harder yeah. when the pressure gets bigger. And yeah. don't think that doesn't matter. Yeah, and I'll, I'll add one more thing here quickly. And we, we've always given Kevin Harvick, he's, he is definitely the leader there, uh, no doubt about it. He is driving this ship, has from the day that he went there. But they lost a driver that has shown to me and has always made a team better in losing Kirk Bush from last yeah. year there. Uh, somebody that could really add a lot uh, in the meetings and, and getting them where they need to go quickly. Well, the third name I had wrote down as the loser from the weekend, and, and normally when there's an issue on pit road, I'm blaming the driver for this team. Can't blame the driver today. Danny Hamlin gets that penalty for an uncontrolled tire. And guys, look, this one's close. I mean, it's it's it's... You saw how long that right rear tire sat there before the carrier grabbed it. You see how long he rolled it. To, you know, there's a couple instances where maybe it got over our arm or way. Here's the problem I have with this rule. The, the wording, the title, it's not uncontrolled. It has nothing to do with uncontrolled. I know that was the intent. We don't want tires bouncing around. And I'm not going to argue that that was or wasn't a penalty. It was definitely outside an arm's reach. little ticky-tack. We see it in every other sport. I think it was against the rules they called it. I'm not going to argue that. Can we not call it the uncontrolled tire? Because it's not uncontrolled, right? The rule is like too far away from a tire. We got to like come up with a new name for this rule because all those tires were in control the whole time. You know, I think this is a call NASCAR wish they didn't have to make. Mm -hmm. I I really do. I think the the problem is that in today's time, and this goes across all sports, is that the the ability to replay and have all of these things analyzed, uh, put – Every sports league in a problem of having to call it, you know, by the letter of the law, period, end of story. Because if you don't, and it happens the next week to somebody and you don't call it, then, well, it's a conspiracy. They wanted that guy to win, and you know what I mean? And then all that starts. It's the problem when you start having so many rules, then you have to have more rules. to It just never stops. And But I don't think it, NASCAR is immune to NASCAR. They're no, talking about no. now oh, yeah. in the NBA. Yeah. Coaches are going to have the ability to, to review. I, you know, I just think it's – I just think it's a technology sports thing. Yeah. Oh, DJ, if they posted warnings when people didn't get speeding tickets, everybody would get speeding tickets, yes, right? Because you right. can't let it out of the bag when somebody didn't yeah. get called for the penalty. Yeah, exactly right. And and NASCAR, again, they don't want to make these calls. You know, they want things to be settled in the way, but you can't – it's under such a microscope now. Every single thing that you do is right there, and uh, you know, it's hard to get around it. And, you know, it's very unfortunate for the 11 car. You had a good race car and, and in a good position there, uh, but – uh, again, if you let that one go, then yes. then this week something else comes up. You can't – they can't use common sense because it opens the door for questioning this, the, the, the sanction of body. It's a tough spot for NASCAR to be in. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, coming up, 50 states in 50 days. Where are we heading? Well, we're Bayou Bound. I'll give you a little hint. Well, guys, our 50 states in 50 days brings us to Louisiana and Chatham Speedway. The quarter-mile dirt track has been entertaining fans for the past 33 years. Its signature event is the Spooky 50, which is held every October. Longtime owner Jerry Hobson has been involved in racing for 52 years. Multi-time late model champ Ronnie Adams is a hero to the local fan base. Recently, the track held a night in his honor as he is currently battling cancer. Back in March, Tony Stewart made his Chatham debut only to be bested by sprint car champ Morgan Turpin in a great race. 
Guys, I love this program. I love to hear about all this great racing at all these local short tracks. We all grew up at local short tracks. How fun is this? Yeah, it's awesome. There's so many great short tracks with so much talent also yes. that are there racing. It's fun to, to give them a chance to show them off just a little bit. You know, I, I can remember as a kid going with my dad. And, of course, they used to race you know, basically cup cars and cup races at all of these little short tracks around the country. And that's when I kind of got my first taste of that. And then when my dad uh, took over the Hickory Speedway and, and then my career sent all of these. But there's just so many around the country. So you mentioned running cup cars at, at, at short, short local racetracks. Well, yeah. guess what? Let's look at the Fairgrounds Speedway in Nashville. And by the way, there's an opportunity to run cup cars in Nashville again. Oh, if the city yeah. council in, Charlotte, in, in, in uh, Nashville will make it happen, don't mess this up, guys. Be great for your city. <laughs> oh, well, that's not the only one. How about uh, Elm City, North Carolina, Cedar Ridge Speedway? I can officially say I've never been to Elm City. I'll have to ask no. Kyle Petty where it is, but <laughs> my kind of racetrack, I like it. It looks like a dirt car there. I like it. Good. And this one here, Morgantown, Kentucky. I love going up there. We race in Kentucky. There's just so many races. That's a good-looking paint scheme. No doubt about that. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I like that board. There's going to be a lot of cool pictures that come in. It's going to be a great program. You won't want to miss it. Different things every single week. I'm just very thankful for the opportunity and, and thankful for everybody that supported me and, and stuck with me. I mean, um, obviously, Greg's been a big part of that and, and really helped me kind of mature, as weird as that is to say, because I'm still a 12 year old at heart but um pretty much the most immature person in the garage probably yeah yeah she's more mature than me for sure that's why i brought her up here yeah just in case in case you got any tough questions yeah she's taking notes gonna critique me after this finish first but Alex oh, yeah. Bowman will win at Chicago this is Rowdy Harrell the tire carrier for the 88 exhausted Chevrolet it's a wild day man we uh took us a while to get to the front had some good stops some good strategy by Greg hell of a job willing the car by Alex really proud of this guy man we've been through a lot it's about time we get back on top My man, Rowdy, Alabama football player, boys. Yeah. Alabama football player. He's been at the 88 for a while. Great guy. I won't lie. I'm happy for Alex and all that, but when there are guys, and you know you have it, you have it as well, that you've kind of hired along the way. When you see them succeed, it's so much fun. But how they succeeded, I think that's today's turning point, right? It's all about Alex Bowman and what he did to win that race because it looked good all weekend long, but it, he didn't lead a single lap, Jeff, until lap 171. He gets a great run on Kyle Larson, pulls down, but can he clear him? That's been the question all day. He's able to do it entering turn one. Yeah, he just cleared him relatively easily, but it really, and then just, you know, after that, he just kind of gave him a wave and drove off from him and showed yeah. how fast he was. Yeah, and decided this was his race at this time, that, that this was a player, that he wasn't just going to be there. Yeah, even with the restart, he had a great job here of getting himself in a position, uh, got a nice push uh, from a teammate in Jimmy Johnson, and literally started driving away from the field, which was something that we hadn't seen anybody really do. I wasn't sure top or bottom. We've seen both succeed. Yep. He picked the bottom, Jeff, and man, it worked. I like the bottom pick with Jimmy Johnson behind you. Yep. And really, I mean, it was really, I didn't see a clear cut favorite. I just look in the mirror and say, okay, who's going to work with me the best? I like that call a lot. Well, then he did something a little bit different and he drives off the front of the field. Look at that. You already see three, four, five car lengths. Well, guys, he gets up to a three second lead, but he still had to make green flag pit stops. They come to pit road at 219. A lot of options to give up a lead there. 
pretty clean until he catches live traffic. Yeah, and this one things really started getting interesting. And, and Paul Menard not doing anything wrong here, uh, just running his race. But uh, this is Alex Bowen trying to get around him. And it seemed like everywhere. Now, that might have been a little wrong because he'd been running the middle of the track. But uh, <laughs> So this allowed the gap to really close quite a bit. And uh, I think this is where Alex Bowman may have used his car up just a little bit. He talked about the, the tires, and, and I think that that may have had a little something to do with it. And not only that, I think he got a little excited uh, behind the wheel at that time. Well, you said looking using up his tires. He also used up that lead. Look at this. Ten laps over a second of the lead evaporates. Jeff, you've done it, Dale. You've done it. This poor man sees Kyle Larson coming. Well, and he actually asked how many laps to go few laps before that and that does a sign to me yeah. my car is not like I need it to be I need yeah. to stay in the end quickly and here's Kyle Larson guess what Kyle Larson in the heat of the battle in Chicago imagine that and you know <laughs> taking a look right here he's able, Alex is able to hold him off but Larson just kept coming yeah I don't think that I think Bowman went where he wanted had no idea that Larson could make the middle of the track and bottom worked that well against him I was shocked and, and let me be clear when the 42 passed him right there I thought it was game over. He yeah. ran him down from three seconds back, but no, no, no. Kyle Larson couldn't hold on to it. Shocked, much like Alex Bowman, he left them the bottom. This is what really impressed me, though. Got to his quarter panel and stayed there down the back stretch. Yeah, really just side draft, and he pulled that 42 car back. And then right here, Larson picked the top. Took no side draft, no effort to take wind and pack it on the spoiler 88. I think Larson second guesses that decision a little bit, giving him that inside line. But you know, again, both those guys are doing what they thought they needed to do with their yeah. car to win the race. I thought Bowman did the right thing. He jumped up to the top, took the line away from Larson that he had been running, and Larson just drove to the bottom. And I'm sure that surprised Kyle. I had a lot of questions going to Chicago. I know we had seen 16 races, but I needed to see one out the window from the booth. And what I saw at Chicago was good cars mattered. And when you pass a guy, you better pay attention. Because yeah. in years past, when I passed you and you got in my wake, you were gone. I was done with Dale Jarrett. I was moving forward. Oh, no, no, that is not the case anymore. You better have a plan at the end of the next straightaway because they're back on you. It's so entertaining and stressful. You yes. don't know when these guys are coming to going. Yeah, and it's a, it's a hard race for, for four or 500 miles, whichever the case may be now. And paying attention, I think, you, you brought that up. As a driver, you really do have to do that. Know who you're racing, what their strength are and what their car when you're around them figure that out because you might either have to block or take that lane away from them and sometimes that's the hardest thing to do running up against that wall with a loose race car like he talked about is something very difficult to do well it was a big win for alex bowman no doubt but guys it was a big win for the crew chief as well and following the race crew chief greg ives had a special message on twitter about his mom who passed away in 2017. being a leader becoming a leader on the team and uh coming in with a little swagger each week rather than um you know what swagger. could yeah. i don't know what swagger is something you're, you're getting it so cool but yeah that, that what the ladies like no <laughs> no that's axe or something like that but anyways but i'm trying to give him a compliment and he's still right to me so i'm done I feel like I just watched an episode of Weird Science with those two sitting up there. But guys, some interesting numbers came out from Alex's win the other night. How about this? Did you know he was the first driver to get his first career win in the 88 car? I didn't know that, shockingly. Also, he led exactly 88 laps when numbers wow. line up. Things yeah, went crazy. Right. The last time the 88 went to victory lane 
was with Dale Jr., but that was in Bowman's home state of Arizona. And how about this? The last time the 88 mm. wanted a mile and a half track was my man DJ here wow. back at Texas in 2001. Wow, that's a long time that's ago. That's a crazy stat. Yeah. Now, I'm going to bet, too, because these crying things kind of happened whenever I was driving the 88 car, that every receipt that you got, whatever you bought, yeah, like, ended up in 88. So I bet it's McDonald's order today. Oh, yeah. It was something like $12.88 or something like All right. that. Well, I love it. Listen, that's a lot of McDonald's. That's a lot. <laughs> well, it sounded like it was a lot. You're right. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, it's that time of the show. It's time for shout-outs. And my shout-out today, though, I'm going to leave the racing scene. I'm a big sports fan. I know yeah. you're a big golfer as well. Nate Lashley wins the PGA Tour event in Detroit. And, guys, why this – matters is his story is amazing you need to go look it up when he was in yeah. college he lost his parents and a girlfriend in a plane crash he lost his tour card he went to be a realtor this is the ultimate story of redemption and sticking with it reminds me a lot about what we're talking about with yeah. alex bowman sticking with it Monday, DJ missed the event Monday, yeah. became the alternate Tuesday. I mean, it was a Didn't great. even know he was going to play in the event until Tuesday night. And 36 years old, and all of this happening, gets that first win. Not only did he get the first win, I mean, he just wore them out, played great golf, and just tremendous story. You have to go read to, to get the whole uh, understanding of everything that he's been through. You deserve to come on a race yes. show. We're going to talk golfer because he deserved to be talked about. I think the big shout-out, though, how about Chicagoland? Was it not great to be up there and everything the track had going on? It really was. They did a great job. Job and you know it was it was it, you know when you go to a racetrack there's different vibes different racetrack that that racetrack is just friendly like every gate guard everybody's just yeah. really nice and the stuff they had going on I don't know why they let Rutledge play on all these things but the stuff they have going on behind the front grandstands is crazy they have a lot of cool stuff yeah I'm gonna tell you right now that if if you're a race fan and you're thinking about already for 2020 somewhere that you want to look at going, Chicagoland Speedway is something. Great racing and everything that you wanted to do around it, uh, never a dull moment there. And nothing, I'm sorry, there's been a lot of great National Anthem singers, but they yeah. bring the man yeah. in from the Blackhawks uh, and it gets you fired up. You are ready to go. <laughs> uh, listen, I'm going to throw the NBC crew, the technical yes. crew on air that was up in Chicago. That storm came through. All the rain, all the wind, the mics worked, the cameras worked, yep. the pit box is going to work again this weekend it was uh it was crazy to see it but what if it was fun to be back in the booth how about you it was a lot of fun being back in the booth and and them down on pit road like before the race the excitement there daniel's amigos all the noise oh, all the, man, oh the amigos. Amigos. that yes. was going on that was fun so you know just just the incredible vibe at the racetrack the entire weekend was fun <laughs> this guy right here if you come to the races that's all for us right now but you look these guys up that is a cheering squad folks This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability.